Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. We specialize in author interviews, audiobook and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our very own Boom Bang Oh My Gosh Wow podcast, which you will find along with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com. But right now, I'm thrilled to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. He is John Shire, and his winning book is titled Stumbling Through Adulthood. John lives in Northampton, Massachusetts with his wife, Betsy, and a happy dog, Libby. He has taught writing and communications for 29 years at Asnantuck Community College in Enfield, Connecticut, where he also serves as editor and faculty advisor for Freshwater Literary Journal. He writes a monthly column on current events for his hometown newspaper, the Daily Hampshire Gazette, and his books include memoir, fiction, poetry, educational materials, essays, political satire, and photography. And I'm so happy to share him with you today. So welcome to the network, John. Thank you very much, Pat. I'm really happy to be here. Well, I'm happy you're here today as well, and congratulations on winning the Firebird Book Award. I was so happy to share that with you. Thank you. I was very happy to hear that. It's uh, it's wonderful to get any kind of recognition uh, when you're a, a small press independent author, uh, and I'm just thrilled that that, that came through. I, I think the small press, the indie authors are, are the best. Um, there's just so much heart that's put into it, and you can feel it when you read it. And so those are the folks I think that really need to be held up high and given credit. I, I appreciate that. It really is a labor of love. Uh, some people, I think, picture every author who has a book out there as uh, having a publicist and people from the publishing company driving them in limos around everywhere to big cities and, and being on Oprah and the Today Show. But uh, that that doesn't happen to very many authors. Uh, small Small press independent authors are really doing a labor of love to get our work out there and communicate with the world. Yes, I agree. And I'm so happy that publishing has turned this corner these last, I don't know, maybe it's been a decade or so, that does allow everyone to have a voice. I agree, yes. Uh, it, there's been a, a real democratization of publishing. And weirdly, it's being led by sort of uh, big corporations like Amazon, which are horrible in some ways. But in terms of helping to give a voice to independent writers, they're they're really there for us. All right. Well, before we delve into your book, maybe just share a bit of your background, because often who we are in our past kind of drives us to what we do today. And that's true. Um, I'm uh, going to be turning 61 years of age next month, so I'm, I'm not a brand new spring chicken. But uh, I've been involved in writing for a very long time. I grew up on a little farm in Pennsylvania, and from an early age, I was sort of writing stories in my mind. Uh, like most young writers, I wasn't really very good at getting those stories down on paper where they really mean something. But uh, I, I worked my way through college on scholarships and worked my way through graduate school and eventually got a teaching career. And I've been a community college writing and communications teacher for uh, since I think about 1986. So it's been a little while. Um, and uh Eventually, as I matured as a person and matured as a writer, I was able to start getting things down on paper. And I've written a lot of memoir. I've written a lot of essays and nonfiction. 
some educational materials, but what I really have a passion for is the the short story. That's been a form that uh, I've I've loved expressing myself with, uh, especially in the past decade or so. Where did you grow up in Pennsylvania? Uh, Bedford County, which is uh, about half an hour north of Cumberland, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the, the it, well. There's a, there's a funny joke that Pennsylvania is Pittsburgh and Philadelphia on opposite ends. And in the middle is Alabama. So it's very sort of farm country, uh, very, very rural. And I, I grew up on a little farm uh, really in the middle of nowhere. And, in fact, I have a, a memoir that I wrote called Growing Up Mostly Normal in the Middle of Nowhere <laughs> about that rich and wonderful experience growing up in the country like that. Oh, I'm going to have to read that book. My family, my my dad's from the Pennsylvania area, and I know Bedford. I, I My brother and, and friends used to go hunting there and hang out there. And I used to live in, I used to live in the Ligonier area. So I just, I have a affinity for Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's, we're pretty much in the same, uh, the same general ballpark Mm -hmm. there. Yep, yep, yep. And short stories. I like short stories. I like to read them. I like to write them. And your short stories are standalone, but then there's the links from story to story. And I think the title actually is part of the link, Stumbling Through Adulthood. We all do that, and it's just a common thread. So maybe just give us a peek into your book. Sure. It's uh, it's 32 short stories, and they range from, uh, I think, about 1,200 words is the shortest one, and the longest one is about 10,000 words. So most of them are in the two to 3,000 word range. So it's a good chunk of story without being uh, overly long. Uh, and they're mostly about people who are stumbling through adulthood, who are trying to deal with what we call adulthood, this uh, idea of being an independent human being on this planet. And the youngest character is 16, and he's trying to move into adulthood by uh, borrowing his father's chainsaw to cut down a tree when his father is away, and it doesn't go perfectly well. And he realizes that aspect of adulthood is not something maybe he's quite ready for. Uh, the oldest character is in her 80s, and she's living in a retirement community and gets a call from a spammer who's trying to, to scam her out of money. And instead of just hanging up on him, she knows he's str- uh, struggling with his life, and she gets into a conversation with him where they both connect and, and reach out halfway across the world, reach out to each other and, and make this connection. And the, the stories are linked in that, for instance, that that woman in the in that last story uh, who is at a retirement community, uh, she's actually the grandmother of the main character of one of the earlier stories, and so she makes an earlier appearance. And the 16-year-old who's using his father's chainsaw, we follow him through his 20s and 30s in a couple of stories, one story where he's sort of struggling with a terrible job uh, and encounters the main character of another story. And then in another story where he and his twin brother have kind of a life-changing conversation while they're shoveling snow at their at their family home. So that's one of the fun things about the book is that these are independent stories that can you could start reading in the middle of the book and uh, you'd, you'd get a coherent experience with each story. But if you read it from beginning to end, you see the connections between the characters as they interact and uh, age through various uh, various parts of their lives. 
that's what I appreciated about this book. And as I was reading it myself, I thought it might have been a bit of a challenge to accomplish what you did to make them stand alone, but yet give that cohesive feel as you read through the entire book. How was it to write? It was a real challenge. Um, the the easy part of it is that some of the stories predated this idea of linking them together. So I would write the story meant to be a standalone independent story. And then sometimes years later, I would see, wait a minute, that character is really the same character in this other story. And I started, I would do some revisions to weave them together a little bit. So I started bringing in stories that didn't have anything to do with some of these other characters. And then I realized in some cases, these characters were the parents of other characters, or they lived down the street from other characters who were established in different stories. So the challenge was creating that web in a coherent way where those connections made sense, but they weren't forced onto the characters. And it it was a lot of fun. Uh, You know, some of the stories date back I think the first one I wrote was in 2004. So some of the stories have been around a long time and integrating them with the newer stories as I went along was, it was a challenge, but it was a lot of fun. And I think it it helped make the book have more texture for a reader that way. So that they're, it's kind of like real life. You're encountering these characters who uh, are connected in ways that are in many ways, very surprising. Oh, yes. I think it probably was maybe easier that it was a longer span of of writing um, rather than sitting down with the intention in mind to create a linked storyline. Oh, yeah. The the thought of trying to do that from the start, Mm -hmm. you know, I've written I've written some stories since I finished this book and I sort of maybe in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, what else could happen to these characters and how could they be connected? in future stories. But uh, that if I tried to do that, that would be more like writing a novel, yes. which is something I've never quite been able to do. Uh, and I really admire novelists for doing that, for making those connections over a very long term mm-hmm. with usually a limited number of characters. There's something like 30 characters in this book, but with a more limited number of characters, it might be a little easier. But I, I definitely admire how novelists do that. But it really did help a lot to sort of accidentally stumble on Mm -hmm. the connections between these characters. Yes, I always appreciate the organic evolution of a process. That's uh, You don't know what's happening when you're in the midst of it. Then you can look back and think, oh, wow, that was cool. (laughs) That's a really good way to think of it. I I ended up being surprised maybe as often as the readers do (laughs) sometimes with these connections. (laughs) So where did your inspiration from the stories come from? Were some of them you or folks that you <laughs> that you know? Uh, absolutely. You know, probably half of the stories in the book have some autobiographical element, some experience that I've had. And I write a lot of memoir and nonfiction about my own experiences. But it's really fun to take an experience that you have and use it just as inspiration and not try to be true to the facts of events that have happened and and do a lot of what-if kind of writing. What if this, you know, as a teenager, I remember my dad teaching me how to use his chainsaw. What if I had waited until he left one day and then I snuck into the barn and got the chainsaw and tried to cut down a tree before I was ready to do it? And so that created the experience. Uh, My experience created the inspiration for that story 
But then it was really fun to just use my imagination and go off on uh, what might actually happen to that character in that situation. Uh, some of the stories are based on situations that have happened to people I know. Some are inspired by my own reading because I read a lot of short stories. And maybe there's a minor character in someone's short story where you say, what if that character or someone like that character were different in these ways and, and had this experience that sort of goes off on a tangent from the story I read. So there's a million different kinds of inspiration like that. And uh, I tried to interweave all of them in a way that, that gave it a coherent sort of framework. I love that. How about Stumbling Through Adulthood? How did you come up with the title? <laughs> um, I, I always think back to when I was a kid. Uh, say, probably like 11 years old is a really good age to think of. And I would look at adults and, and I would think they know everything. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing every minute of the day. They know how to approach every situation. And I just couldn't wait to become an adult. And then when I did become an adult, sort of two things happened. One aspect of it was that I was really happy to be an adult. I was happy to be independent and have my own responsibilities and create my life in, in my own way. That's That's been a wonderful part of a human experience. But at the same time, it was a big lesson to learn that adults don't know what we're doing. We're, we're as confused as everybody else. Uh, we're stumbling through adulthood. And the title came from one character in, in the very first story of the book who's trying to help another character who's in kind of emotional distress. And he ends up thinking to himself, we're all just stumbling through adulthood. And that line really grabbed me because this was a character who on the surface seems so responsible. He works at a bank and he has a wife and a child and, and they're living a really good life and creating a good life for themselves. And yet he realizes uh, through this interaction with this other person who's having an emotional crisis that as planned out and, and adult as his life is, he realizes he and everybody he knows are in the same boat. We're all just stumbling through adulthood. And that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. So I'm sure the feedback has been positive because it resonates. The message resonates with with everybody. I, I've gotten good feedback. I'm really proud. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled that I got one of the Firebird Awards it's actually won four other awards. I just found out yesterday it got another award. Uh, someday I'm, I'm going to list all the awards that it's lost because I've applied for a lot of awards, uh, both before it got published, uh, trying to get it published that way, uh, and since it's been published. Uh, but having won five awards with it is really, uh, it's a nice affirmation that what I worked on all these years to put together this book uh, was worthwhile. I, I would do it without the awards, but it's it's a really nice affirmation for uh, for what I did to put this book together. You don't work for the awards, but when you get them, or even nice positive reviews, it spurs you on to do more. So with that in mind, what's next? What are you working on now? Well, I'm writing other short stories, and eventually I hope to either create a, a collection where they're just standalone stories, or maybe I'll try to weave them together the way I did with this book. Uh, I'm writing sort of the longer short stories like are in this book, but also a real challenge that I enjoy uh, that fits well with my busy life. You know, I'm a full-time community college teacher. I have five classes and 
you know, we're in finals week right now and I'm, I'm really busy with everything, but I've been writing 100 word stories. And so I'll get an inspiration for a very, very short story. And I'll usually jot it down really quickly and it might be about 150 words. And then I go through the editing process of cutting it down. You know, how can I say this sentence in three fewer words and then eventually get it to exactly 100 words. And I'm working on putting together a little book of 100, 100 word stories. And that's, that's been my main focus right now, along with the other short stories. And, and that's a lot of fun. John, is that considered flash fiction? It is. Um, it's, there are many different names for it. Flash fiction is usually considered 1,000 words okay. or less. Uh-huh. And I have a book of flash fiction called Too Wild. And the stories range from like 30 words to about 1,000 words. But the 100-word stories would probably be thought of as microfiction. Yes, okay. And there's actually a word for them. It's called a drabble. Mm. 50-word stories are a dribble, and 100-word stories are a drabble. Kind of a silly name, but uh, that's how they're identified. Interesting. Dribble and drabble. Well, we will look forward to your dribble and drabble. How's that? (laughs) That sounds good. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, as we begin to wrap up, is there anything we missed that you wanted to talk about or highlight today? Um, One thing I did want to mention, uh, the stories do have a political, not an agenda, but they have a political slant to them. And, you know, I just read a a review of the book where they loved the stories, but they thought adding politics to fiction was a bad idea. And I just wanted to say that uh, as human beings, we live in a world where politics is really important. uh, And what's happening in the news and current events is really important. And I tried to deal with that in a realistic way for what these characters were experiencing. So uh, I don't know, it's just kind of fresh in my mind that, that this reviewer loved the book but hated the politics, and it, it just kind of made me chuckle a little bit. But uh, I think that's an important element to fiction. You know, if we're going to have the fiction that we write be about real life and be serious about what human beings experience, uh, every every aspect of human life is is fair game for what's in there. So I... I think it's possible to write short stories where the characters have experiences in reaction to what's happening in the political world around them uh, in a in a way that, that works well. I hope I did that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your book. You can write it how you like. How's that? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, as we wrap up, why don't you share any and all contact information, how folks can get a hold of you and where they can purchase all of your many books? Well, the best place to find me is at my website, and it's johnshire.com, J-O-H-N-S-H-E-I-R-E-R.com. I have links primarily to the new book, Stumbling Through Adulthood, but also to places where people can get my older books and uh, various other things connected with my experience as an author. So that's pretty much one-stop shopping, uh, johnshire.com. Easy peasy. All right, we're speaking with John Shire and the book that won the Firebird Book Award is Stumbling Through Adulthood. Head over to the website, johnshire.com, and it's spelled S-H-E-I-R-E-R, johnshire.com. John, thank you for sharing you, your books, your background with us today. I so appreciate our time together. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.